imagine a balloon. All right, I, I can see it in my mind's eye. The balloon is filled with water. Okay, it's a water balloon. I was picturing an air balloon, so I got to readjust a little bit, but I'm still with you. Okay, and imagine a tiny little hole in that water balloon, and water is streaming out of it. Can you imagine this? Yeah, it must be towards the uh, the end of the balloon because they're structurally stronger on the end than in the middle. So it, if it's not yeah. bursting, it must be at the end. It's not bursting. We have a steady, we have a, just a, a little tiny stream. Now, would you say that that little stream coming out of that balloon was meant to be there? Are you saying that you think the leaks in this balloon have been manufactured? Perhaps to drum up hype in some way? People want the water inside that balloon. Imagine we're in the desert. Yeah, they want this sweet, sweet liquid. They want the liquid inside the balloon. Ambrosia. The ambrosia inside the balloon. And so the people that own the balloon and the water inside of it, they know that people want this water, don't they? They know it, yeah. Someone tipped them off. And, they're, and they have a lot of power to protect their balloon and the water inside. And so do you think that they would allow a tiny stream to escape? I don't think so. No, that, unless they wanted it to. They wanted everyone to get a glimpse of that sweet water so they could beg for it. And then they could release the water from the actual the, the end of the balloon where it's meant to be released from. And then the people have to get it from the source. I see. Do you, do you see the analogy here? Yeah, that metaphor wasn't clunky or weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, we love opening the show in just a, a super smooth, well thought out, well put together intro, don't we? It's true. Well, you are living in a boxcar right now. Uh, hello, folks. This is Ben the Hobo coming to you from a boxcar. Uh, ben the Hobo, one of the dumb dudes here on the Dumb Dudes Podcast. And I'm uh, Nick the Hobo. And I'm eating a pie that I snatched off a windowsill. Just a coolin' in the windowsill. Yep, and I got the rest of the pie in the bindle on my stick. <laughs> and uh, is it wrapped up in a, in a like a, a polka dot handkerchief, like a red and white polka dot handkerchief? <laughs> is there any other kind? <laughs> no, th- not that I'm aware of, sir. Welcome to the Dumb Dudes Podcast, folks, where we have uh, the dumbest intros that we just come up with right when we start recording without practicing it, uh, because... That's just how we do. Yeah, but it is somewhat relevant because I'm pretty sure you were able to solve it, uh, keen-eared listener, that we were talking about Spider-Man and the leaked trailer that was that preceded the official trailer release this week. Indeed, we were, and uh, this this whole pattern of a leak and then releasing the trailer, it's it's no longer something that tricks us into thinking how how did this happen no no this is manufactured fool me seven times shame on you fool me eight or more times shame on me yes uh, th- but there's no shame here we see right through your tactics uh marvel and disney we're grateful nonetheless to finally have ended that when we're gonna get uh recurring sentiment of where is spider-man Yes, and uh, and so we'll talk about that. It's on the list. Don't worry, folks. We'll talk about that. Uh, but let's first maybe talk about what we done had watched this past week. What we done watched? I didn't do a ton of watching uh, Young Benjamin, 
But I did watch The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf, the anime movie on Netflix. Yeah, what'd you think? I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. It was they have a lot of, of space to play around in that time period because there's no books set in that time period. And uh there's no like official canon for some of that stuff, so there's room to play with it. Uh, the animation was good. It was more frames per second than the usual Netflix anime because it was yeah. a movie, not a series, I think. Okay. Okay. So it was a little smoother. Uh, good monster designs. It was pretty good. It wasn't the greatest thing ever. It, like it wasn't as good as the the regular Witcher show, but I enjoyed it. And then I watched the uh, the Disney Gallery making of the Mandalorian finale. That was awesome. Just watching them work on the Luke stuff and like talk to Mark Hamill and the way they did his voice I didn't know I just assumed Mark Hamill could still do that Luke voice because he's a voice actor but yeah. that was like a well I won't spoil it but you should watch the making of because I didn't know that about the voice and then I watched the regular things that I watch every week I'm still watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine Wellington Paranormal uh, What If all those things I need to get caught up on What If uh, and Wellington Paranormal. I haven't been watching anything. I've watched nothing. Well, it's hard to watch things on the on the rails when you're riding the rails. It, it really is. Oh, one thing I did watch is uh, the oldest child. She is 12 now. We watched the first episode of Stranger Things, season one. I think you mentioned that, actually, last week. Uh, did I mention that last week? Yeah. Holy cow, I can't remember anything. Well, we're going to watch episode two tonight, I can't, and I'm pretty excited. Yeah, she was asking for it before. Heard her. Yeah, it's it's so good. That, se- that season one is a masterpiece, man. It truly is. Season one, one of the best seasons of anything. God, it really is. All right, so that's what we done had watched. Uh, let's talk about this here, Dumb Dudes News. Dumb Dudes News. couple items here. Uh, one of them is is not necessarily a news item, but it's something we will discuss nonetheless. But first of all, we got some live-action Cowboy Bebop set photos from the John Cho-led live-action Netflix Cowboy Bebop series. Boy, the internet is divided on this. I uh, don't generally seek out the opinions of the internet, so I didn't see any reactions at all. Uh, my own reaction to my own self is i've never seen cowboy bebop so i have no canon or something i don't know i've never seen it so it's not sacred (laughs) to me uh well i have never seen it my own self uh, either and so i don't i'm not a, a fan or anything so just looking at the the screenshots uh from the the live action compared to the anime to me it looks great it looks i was like hey you're capturing that that style that feel the look um looks to me like you're doing a good job but you know again i'm not a fan so yeah i think it looks cool as well and i'll probably watch it people keep telling me that i would like this anime cowboy bebop like so many people tell me i would like it but i haven't watched it yet uh i'm a lazy man ben i'm a lazy man it's hard to get me to do stuff there's a lot of stuff to watch out there, you know? We're trying to just... We're doing the best we can, Nick. I'm pretty sure that the Corgi in this is the same Corgi from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It, it, it may be. He looks like him, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, that is uh, the Cowboy Bebop set photos. And then we also have some photos uh, that I put on here. And is one is a photo of Sebastian Stan, as you know, the Winter Soldier. 
And the other photo is uh, not John Madden. Richard. Richard Madden. Richard Madden play. What's the guy he plays? Icarus in Eternals. Icarus, that's right. Yeah, he plays Icarus in the Eternals. Guys, we're, we'll put this up on the, uh, the Instagram. They look very similar. Here's the thing. This is the weird thing is that, yes, they do look very similar. But whereas Sebastian Stan looks like Mark Hamill, Richard Madden does not. I've come to the conclusion that Sebastian Stan is the middle Pokemon slash middle Animorph transformation between Richard Madden and Mark Hamill. You know, you may have something there. I'm going to give the nod to Sebastian as more handsome. Yeah, I don't know. They're, uh, they're very similar. Sebastian Stan's a little mopey, so if you like that, if you're into that mopey look. <laughs> then Richard Madden's a little more Scottish, so I'm going to give it to Richard Madden. He's got that sort of... He's got the Scottish accents, which, which got to add some points to that, I would think. Yeah. Sebastian Stan can speak Romanian, though. Yeah, he can. But he's so mopey. I want to know what the ladies think. What la- Ladies, uh, who's more handsome? Richard Madden or Sebastian Stan? Yeah. Let us know. Cause Let us know. It's, it's, it looks very similar, but different in a, in a weird way. Yeah. Um, okay, so last... A little piece of news here. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer in its first 24 hours got more views than Endgame, than Avengers Endgame. Now that's saying something, isn't it? That was a lot of views. Uh, the thing about Spider-Man No Way Home and the the MCU in general is that it builds itself. So it builds its audience with every sort of event and movie that comes out. So... By the time Endgame came out, we had the the full like MCU before that fans, and then there was the fans built by having a sort of complete story arc. So there was more that that maybe watched it all when Endgame came out. So then the fan base grew, and then Spider Man's the most popular Marvel character anyway. So he's got that big thing. Plus you got all the the MCU fans, plus all the regular Spider Man fans, plus the people that. Uh, like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and for some reason there's people that like the Andrew Garfield ones best, which I consider personally to be insane, because they're the not they're not the best, and uh, all those people combined, I can see why this is the biggest thing. Yeah, I, so I was kind of thinking like, hey, a lot of people are wanting to know like where does Marvel go next? Um, you know, after Endgame, where like who's the big bad or what's the deal with the multiverse? And especially like everybody watching stuff on Disney Plus, getting introduced to multiverse stuff. Now they're like, okay, well, where do we go from here after Loki? And 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 just the hype surrounding. And, and I think Tom Holland has a lot of like social media followers too right yeah yeah i think so he's one of them young young fellas he's probably got a lot of internet presence indeed so yeah so anyway i just thought that was really interesting that it got that and i will say this too like within the first hour of being posted on instagram the on the marvel instagram there was over 23 or twenty-five thousand comments which i was just like that is insane yeah this is well i don't remember any trailer well mathematically there hasn't been a trailer with just this much buzz and hype built around it and it's it's because of the length it took for it to come out like it should have been out by now for a movie coming out in december which they probably were trying to see if they would have to move the release date or something 
so there was that and just the hype of of the multiverse and the the rumors of of Sam Raimi characters being in it and stuff like that and possible into the Spider-Verse live action ideas yeah uh, I I th- I actually don't know that it was correct to release this before Shang Chi came out. That yeah, that depends. It was probably supposed to come out with with Shang Chi originally, but they have everything so crammed together that it's hard probably to market it. Because like Shang Chi comes out in a week, and Eternals comes out in November, and Spider Man comes out in December, and they're trying to market all of them at once, and it's. I agree with with you in that they should have waited until after it because it's going to steal some hype and they need the hype to be built for that, especially because the theatrical release of those other movies probably depends on the success of Shang-Chi. Yeah. But Shang-Chi, to me, seems like one of the most heavily marketed Marvel movies that I remember because all I see is Shang-Chi ads lately. There's a lot. Which is fine because that movie looks dope and I can't wait to see it. But like, when is it? Is it out today? The one we're recording? Uh, Shang Chi Labor Day comes out. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, uh, September second. So we'll be at Dragon Con. So we'll be a couple days late. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, all right. Well, that does it for all the new news. And let's talk about these here. New, 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 new trailers folks we have an adele savine yeah and you're well there's eight. <laughs> oh, oh, did you add an eight yeah remember the i added that uh dan brown one while you were watching them oh yeah okay an adele eight that doesn't that doesn't roll off the tongue so good <laughs> does it and you're like why is there only eight well gamescom happened this week so we have more video game trailers than normal it may actually be a one-quarter portion, yeah. uh, folks. Well, let's talk about this here first trailer, which is, indeed, Spider-Man No Way Home. Thought we'd never be talking about this one. Seriously. Uh, we got we got Zendaya in here. Yeah, so it, it opens up with Peter and MJ sitting on the roof, hiding from the paparazzi, basically. And I, I, she's, a, she's a national treasure. Like, when... <laughs> she's reading that the newspaper i'm gonna stick the clip in here but she's like yes my spider lord oh look at this this is a good one some suggest that parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females stop come on (laughs) yes my spider lord (laughs) she's so weird and and like realistic and like a real person that you would know and be friends with it's really like i really like mj in in these spider-man movies yeah, it's just pretty great, and uh, I sort of, I sort of dig that we're gonna get a little bit of t- a time with Peter and MJ, just kind of swinging around the city and like trying to deal with his secret being out and like how does he balance school and uh, superhero life and all that kind of stuff, and then multiverse stuff happening, and then uh, also we get a lot of Doctor Strange in here. Yeah, which is great for me, who is a giant Doctor Strange fan. Uh, Doctor Strange is pretty much like a co-lead in this movie. It seems I don't know how much screen time he'll have in the overall thing, but it seems like he's going to have to be around for a good chunk of it. There's a lot of people online that are like, I don't think that's the real Doctor Strange. It's probably Mephisto. Like, we're back to square one with that. <laughs> and someone, someone made a post that's like, nothing in Doctor Strange's character would suggest he would be this reckless. And it's like, dude, he's a superhero because he was texting while driving. Like, that's how he got his powers, because he drove off a cliff. 
And then he uh, messed with the Book of Cagliostro. He was doing illegal time spells, breaking universes. Pretty much everything he does is against the rules constantly to see how he's like a doctor, like a scientist. He's going to poke stuff until it breaks. It's a hundred percent in character. Yeah. That's the thing. That's, when I saw people saying it wasn't, it wasn't his character. I was like, what are you talking about? This, yeah. <laughs> do you not know him? It's a hundred percent in character. A hundred percent. He, yeah. he's like a, like a kind of goofy, irresponsible older brother, like a mischievous brother. I, when you wrote that, I, I was like, "That's exactly the energy that he's bringing. That older brother energy, and like almost like um, I don't know. They're almost like the Marvel Goonies, like him and Peter. Yeah, that, exactly. People kept being like, Peter, or Peter's gonna have another father figure. It's like Doctor Strange isn't a father figure. He's like, he's like your he's like your fun uncle or your older brother. Yeah, he's like he's the fun unmarried uncle with the cool car. Yeah, that's who he is. He's not a father figure. He's he's the he's like mentally <laughs> like sixteen, you know. He's like a irresponsible <laughs> crazy guy with with magic powers. Yeah, he's almost like Thor in Thor one before he gets his comeuppance. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he gets. I mean, Doctor Strange grows a lot over the the. Uh, 10,000 years that he lets Dormammu kill him to save the universe. Uh, so he grows a lot as a person, but he's still a goofball. And he still like wants to try things. Yeah. Also, if anyone didn't know that, uh, Doctor Strange allowed himself to be killed by Dormammu for 10,000 years in the MCU canon. Before Dormammu, Dormammu got sick of it and, and quit. In the MCU? Yeah. The, uh, the scene where he gets killed over and over and he says, let's make a bargain... In the yeah. commentary, Scott Derrickson said that it was 10,000 years. Wow. Yep. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, I will say my theory here on this trailer, though, when when Doctor Strange is doing the spell and Peter's, like, having second thoughts, I think Peter, like, grabs his hand or something or, you know, he does something to kind of mess the spell up. And so the spell doesn't go according to plan. It, it, it turns into madness. And so Peter is essentially like Peter Quill. Peter... Parker is like Peter Quill in that he kind of ruins things by putting his hands on something. Yeah, except Peter Quill was destined to do that because in the uh, speech that Doctor Strange gives where he says there is one way of defeating Thanos, that was not the way that they were going to defeat him. So that was supposed to happen. I don't know if Doctor yeah. Strange looked into the future on this one. Uh, also, people thinking they see Daredevil in this trailer... But it's oh, like yeah. a guy whose gut's hanging over his belt, and it's like clearly a cop. <laughs> so y'all need to calm down. He's probably in it. Like Everyone thinks Charlie Cox is in this movie, which I believe will be true. But it ain't this dude that y'all see. And then uh, there's a couple of Easter eggs I wanted to point out. As Mary Jane has that, or I'm, her name is Michelle in this, MJ. I just went to MJ. But MJ has that drawing in her room that she drew in Spider-Man Homecoming of Peter being sad in detention. It's on the wall. Uh, Doctor Strange's mug says, oh, for Fox's sake, and it's got a fox on it, and I immediately bought that on Amazon. Uh, And then my favorite thing about this trailer is everyone during Loki and WandaVision was making memes about like dr strange being annoyed that everyone was breaking the multiverse and then this came out it's like oh no he's there too breaking it (laughs) and wong is the one who's annoyed yep uh wong where do you think wong's going he's packing his bags he's leaving what do you where do you think he's going gonna go do a cameo in shang chi oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's exactly right 
Uh, I will say, you know, we have the uh, the little pumpkin bomb from Goblin. Yep. Um, I hope that it's not Amazing Spider-Man Goblin. No, it's Willem Dafoe. He pretty much... They asked him if he was in it, and he said, I think the time to talk about a movie is when the movie comes out. Which is not, no, I'm not in that movie. It's, <laughs> I am in that movie, I'll talk about it later. You can't do this to me. I built this <laughs> company. I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> oh, it's so quotable. Love it. Yeah, I need to get those on 4K. But they're Walmart exclusives on 4K. And I don't want to go into Walmart. Yeah, well, who does? Not me. Nobody. All right, let's talk about this here uh, Shang-Chi Run It trailer. Now, I know we don't normally talk about the third or fourth iterations of trailers, but this was good. Yeah, and also, uh, as we discussed before, we don't want to derail the... The hype for Shang-Chi, which looks truly awesome. Yeah. So, first of all, the bus scene in this movie looks like it might be the best stunt showcase ever made. They had, like, a a behind-the-scenes picture of the bus. So, they had this bus rigged up, and it was, like, on this, it's on these platforms. So, they're doing a lot of practical stunt work in this bus machine they have rigged up. And then Aquafina is in this trailer a lot, and she, I guess, didn't know... Like, he didn't tell anyone that he ha- had origins in, like, this mysterious uh, background with all this training and the Mandarin and the Ten Rings and stuff. So she seemed a little surprised that he was being attacked by a guy with a knife hand on a bus. So he was keeping some secrets. I love Aquafina. I think she's great. So she's, she's going to be a, my fan favorite character from this movie. I can tell that already. Yeah, the uh, the guy with the knife hand cuts the bus in half, which I thought was very anime-esque. Oh, definitely, yeah. That dude pops up in, like, the... When you have, like, D-list Marvel villains that you need just to beat up, like Hammerhead from Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. yeah that's the that's the dude. It's like, his name is, like, Sword Fist or something literally like that, like Blade Fist. <laughs> There's a, there is a Marvel character who could change his arms into different things, like guns and stuff. I used to have the, the card, like the the Fleer 95 card of him, and I cannot think of his name. It wasn't Absorbing Man, was it? He always turned no. his hand into, like, a ball and chain. It was somebody else. I, I can't think about it. I can't think of it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, old sword, old sword arm, old sword hand, old... Uh, blade fist and i think that city looks like that city from falcon and winter soldier and madripoor i'm pretty sure that it's going to be there sometimes yeah wouldn't be so didn't we say that earlier like that we thought that cage match cage match is probably in Mandar- man madripoor yeah it, madripoor, it looks yeah. like it it's gotta be they they wouldn't yeah. introduce that for no reason and then not go back to it y'all can't introduce that for no reason yeah, plus also we were, we I remember discussing at one point, we were discussing when in the timeline Shang-Chi would take place, if it was post-blip or during the blip, and the director confirmed that it is after Endgame, so it's post-blip. Great, okay, that's what I want. Yeah, I want to move forward in the timeline. Yeah, I do, I do too. Uh, Alright, so then the next trailer we have here is the Kingsman, uh, the, it's a, this is a new Red Band trailer for just Kingsman. Yeah, the Kingsman with Ray Fiennes. This is the third movie in the Kingsman franchise. It's a prequel set in World War One era times. Uh, Ray Fiennes is great. Uh, his outfits in this are great. Like, his wardrobe is great. I like this time period. I like Gemma Arterton. I like uh, World War One. I. I I don't know if I like 
Matthew Vaughn movies very much outside of Stardust, which I love. Yeah, Stardust is great. This I just feel like this is going to be just like the other Kingsman movies, which I didn't like. I didn't like any of them. So I, I don't think I would like this. I don't even know that I'll see this. I like the first one. I didn't like the end. I didn't like the second one at all. I will probably watch this one, if if nothing else, but for Ray Fiennes and his uh, World War One suits. I don't even remember the second one. Does that have the girl with the legs? Yeah, it had uh, Pedro Pascal and Channing Tatum, and Channing Tatum was barely in it, but he was like advertised to be in a lot of it. And then, uh, I don't remember anything else. Uh, Julianne Moore was the bad guy, and it was just not good. I saw that one in the theater, and I didn't like it. Gosh, I, I don't remember anything. I have no memory of this place. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, who cares? Uh, so, this movie's coming out. I guess if you're a fan of this, you'll probably see it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then the next trailer we have here is Spencer. This is about Princess Diana, the... Uh, Plot being during her Christmas holidays with the royal family at the Sandringham, that's probably like Sandringham estate in Norfolk, England, Diana decides to leave her marriage to Prince Charles. So Princess Diana, uh, played by Kristen Stewart in a, a truly bizarre choice, uh, of acting. So so bizarre. And and yeah, really weird. She's not British. She's American. She looks like Kate McKinnon, kind of, in this trailer. I thought, uh, she does look like Princess Diana, like she looks like her, but she also looks like Kate McKinnon. It's just, after watching The Crown and how much that girl looked like her and how well she played her, this just looks like a, uh, a second fiddle, a B, a B, I mean, this is, don't get me wrong, this trailer's cut really well, and this they spent some money on this, buddy. They just the the girl in the crown was so good and even looked more, looked more like Princess Di and her and sounded a lot like her that I just go can Kristen Stewart I mean is she even capable of making facial expressions I feel like Kristen Stewart made bank on those Twilight movies and decided that she better keep doing the same thing while the money comes in and so she does the same face like she makes facial expressions in real life. She just doesn't close her mouth that much. <laughs> That's true. Uh, she can cry on camera. I mean, if, I guess if you can do that. She'll be crying in this movie a lot. Uh, I guarantee you that. Yeah, and and I'm not disparaging her for having her mouth open all the time. Maybe her nose doesn't work like mine. My nose doesn't work that well. Sometimes you gotta have your mouth open. I don't know, man. You, you know, if you're acting, you can keep your mouth closed. Not if you can't breathe. You can hold your breath. Her mouth is closed in the thumbnail on IMDb that I'm looking at right now. You know, the next season of The Crown, it's a tall girl that's playing her. Oh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki? Debicki, yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I always want to see Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. <laughs> that I might have talked about this before, but we were watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and uh, she was all gold, and, and at the end when her hair's all out and messy, I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that did something for me. I was like, gold <laughs> women, huh? Didn't know that was a thing I, I was into. <laughs> Golden women. Yeah. The more you know. Uh, all right, so Spencer is a thing that's happening. Um, I was, I will say, oddly enough, Aaron, my wife, is excited about this. Uh, I was just like, okay. Oddly, that doesn't seem odd to me based on following her on Instagram. I would. Well, I know. I just, I, she's not like a Kristen Stewart fan. It's just the weirdest choice. I just, I don't believe in Kristen Stewart. I root, so. I root for the underdogs. 
I, I, that's just I always root for the underdog. So if there's people that, like Kristen Stewart, she kind of everyone makes jokes about Kristen Stewart. So in the back of my mind, I'm always like, yeah, do it this time. Show everybody, show everybody you can do it. So I always See, root for these people. She's not an underdog because she has so much money. She's an underdog in the sense that uh, of social accept acceptance. Okay. Um, social confidence. None of these She's people are underdogs in the, in in financial reasons. Like if you're in a move a major movie, that doesn't come into play. But I I, I root for the bad actor. There it is. <laughs> There it is. All right, so let's talk about this next trailer here, which is The Power of the Dog. This is, can barely be described as a trailer. This is, is about as teasery as it gets. This is Benedict Cumberbatch walking around whistling. Being ominous in a plot that is charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. I didn't get that from the trailer. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is in this. Benedict Cumberbatch. Jesse Plemons, who is like Kirsten Dunst. I don't know if they're married, but they're like together. And the dude that was Nightcrawler in the newest X-Men movies. Uh, Also also featuring Bleeding Wheat. Bleeding Wheat makes a... A center appearance at this trailer. Possibly the main character is Bleeding Wheat. Uh, which is also, oddly enough, the name of our band. Yeah, Bleeding Wheat. We're a folk, indie, metal, punk, new wave synth band. And, uh, we, and, we, and we're a studio band. We don't do any concerts. Yeah, so we're not opening for Billy Bragg this, this weekend. Sorry, folks. So this is, a, this is a Western, and I would not even check out this teaser. I would wait till the actual trailer comes out, because this, is, this teaser is not going to like make you want to see this. No, uh, it does have Keith Carradine in it, which means that it might be a proper Western. Usually Keith Carradine can be found in a proper Western. This will probably be better than that shooty-shooty Western, <laughs> that B-movie Western that we It was like the, the last bullet or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of bullets... Uh, the movie. Shooty uh, McGee. Whatever. That trailer they're talking about was so dumb it's not even worth me telling you what it was, even though I know it. Shooty McGee, that's what it... <laughs> uh, it can't touch that Bleeding Wheat movie. That you would. <laughs> Bleeding Wheat and the Shooty McGee's. <laughs> <laughs> and then there it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Bleeding Wheat and the Shooty McGee's. All right, let's talk about this next trailer here, which is Solidarity. No, it is not. It's called Solitary. <laughs> <laughs> We're in solidarity with Solitary, which is a contained sci-fi film about a man who wakes up inside a room to discover he's a prisoner sent into space to form Earth's first colony, and worse, his cellmate Alana is hellbent on destroying everything. Um, is this a, is this a sci-fi origin story of Australia? <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, it pretty much is. Uh, I bet some of these actors are Australian. Ninety-five percent of actors are secretly Australian. Uh, Lottie Tallhurst is the woman in this, and she is Australian. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, you got him. You got him there. Yeah, that's right. I did. Uh, that's New Zealand. I'm terribly sorry. It's the only one I can <laughs> do. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, this is a Doctor Who episode without the Doctor to come fix things. Yeah, pretty much. 
I did, this is a pretty interesting premise, and it looks like it's done fairly decently. I if this is a if there's low barrier to entry here, I will probably watch this. Yeah, this is low budget, but as we learned from that uh, Pedro Pascal sci-fi movie, um, that doesn't matter because you can make a good sci-fi movie on low budget. That you can. Uh, it can be done. So I we don't. Did you catch what this is coming out on? I didn't. It's uh, probably coming out on VOD based on the the quality of yeah the trailer and there's like there's no big names in this either no it's lottie tallhurst the australian and johnny sakin never heard of him johnny cage johnny cage is in this it's coming out on august 31st in the uk so who knows it'll probably show up on netflix or hulu or something yeah maybe so all right well we'll check it out if it's uh, if we can see it uh, easily. Uh, then we have a trailer for The Wonder Years, a proper trailer this time. Yeah, so this is the Don Cheadle narrated new Wonder Years that takes place in Alabama during the late 1960s. And this is, we thought from the teaser trailer that this was looking good, and it's still looking real good from the actual full trailer. Like, we got Don yeah. Cheadle, we got Dulé Hill. I haven't heard a lot of the other people, but that's probably because they're like kids, because it's The Wonder Years. And it looks really good. It looks good like the original Wonder Years. It has the same sort of feeling as that. And the narration's going to be good and seems wholesome. Yeah, the main character, he's even sort of Kevin-like in a, in a way, wouldn't you say? Oh, totally. They would they would get together. They would be friends. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, this is looking good. I think it's, I think that's all we have to say is this, this is probably going to be good. Yeah, this I might watch. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the last trailer, the Adele 8th, trailer that we've got here is uh, the second trailer for lost symbol the lost symbol yeah so this is the series on peacock about the dan brown book the lost symbol with robert langdon from the da vinci code and angels and demons uh it says it follows the early adventures of famed harvard symbologist robert langdon who finds himself pulled into a series of deadly puzzles when his mentor is kidnapped now, I read this book. It was not my favorite book. It wasn't a very good book. Eh. The only thing, I, in fact, that I remember is Tattoo Man, who was only in the last shot of the teaser trailer, but he was featured several times in, in this trailer. Tattoo Man. Yeah, he was the bad guy. He was like a... There's always like a bad guy with a gimmick in Dan Brown books. So like in... It's kind of like Bond? Yeah. Like Bond villains? Yeah, like in the Da Vinci Code, Paul Bettany was like an albino monk, and he was the bad guy. And in this, he's the bad guy is like this big tattoo guy, and he had like all these prison break tattoos that had like <laughs> relevance to things. Uh, and there was like, I forget, Angels and Demons, I think had a bad guy too. So, oh yeah, there was an assassin guy in that, and he's like from like some ancient line of assassins. There's always some sort of thing in these <laughs> damn round books. Yeah, you know, so I didn't know that Valerie Curry was in this, and I really like her. Um, she was in The New Tick. Uh, she was in Detroit Become Human. She was, like, one of the main characters in that. Uh, she made me cry in that video game. So this, uh, I really like, I really dig her. Uh, so I don't know that it's enough of a reason for me to watch this. this to me, this seems like a, like a, a poor man's national treasure show. That's what I thought while reading the book. I was like, this is, na-, like, because the book came out after National Treasure. And I was like, this is National Treasure, but Robert Langdon. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. This is a show. This is like a, is this a network show? Uh, no, no Peacock. Peacock. It's yeah. Peacock. Yeah. Valerie Curry was in uh, 
Veronica Mars, right? Was she? Wasn't she Jane? If you watched Veronica Mars, please let me know if Valerie Curry was Jane on Veronica Mars. I watched I watched Veronica Mars. I feel like she was in Veronica Mars. Wait, I'm on IMDb. I can just click on her name. Let's see. The Tick. Everest. Yes. Okay. Jane Jane on Veronica Mars. Jane Coon. Okay. Well, you got it. Nailed it. That was pulled. I didn't really even watch Veronica Mars. <laughs> just pulled that from the, the dusty old memory banks. Ah, uh, yes. Random access memory. Weird. Weird. Okay. Well, that does it for the new new trailers. And uh, we ain't got no trailer mailers. No, we're not seeking them out until after DragonCon. Yeah, that's true. It's that time of year, folks. Uh, but uh, uh, do we need to ta- tell them how they can write into us to tell us who's more handsome, uh, Sebastian Stan or Richard Madden? Yeah, tell us who you like more, uh, Sebastian Stan or Richard Madden, by either emailing us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com or comment on the Instagram post that I will post, which is uh, Instagram is at trailerblazerspodcast. And you can follow us on Twitter for episode updates at trailer underscore blazers, but do not try to contact me there as I will not ever check the notifications because Twitter is the worst thing ever invented. Uh, if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to gain traction. And if you do that, Quick Mickey is going to tell you what happens. Yeah, folks, which is going if you did that. Level a five-star rising on there. Quick Mickey is going to make a movie... From an alternate universe, a, a multiverse movie, if you will, where instead of the being the prince in England and it gets the wife, it's the other way around, you see. So, it's not Princess Die, it's going to be Quick Mickey that gets in there, into that royal family through marriage. And it's going to be the exploits and adventures of Quick Mickey Prince. Quick Mickey. Now, if you want to see this, folks, you got to leave that five-star right there there, and then write something real pretty like. Just flowery little anguish. Just like you like. And if you don't know how to do that, then you need Grammarly. (laughs) Just kidding. We're not getting paid there, folks. There's nothing like that. Uh, but if you do know somebody that wants to put an ad on here, let us know. That's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I'm something of a podcaster myself. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and people think grainy images of me is Daredevil. Happy Trailsers. You look more like Daredevil than the guy in the trailer. <laughs> That's probably true. Tattoo guy, I'm not the bad nope. guy. And welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the show. Um, Nick's, are you still playing Avengers? Yeah, I've been playing. I'm doing the Kate Bishop DLC. Uh, I did a couple missions of it. I haven't played online again yet, so I'll probably do that sometime soon because that was was a lot more fun with a real person helping me than dumb AI. Uh, Especially when that real person is way better at the game than me. 
So, but yeah, Kate Bishop is fun to play. She's really funny, so it's making me really excited for the Hawkeye series. Because I didn't really know too much about Kate Bishop. But now I, I like her a lot. The same with Miss Marvel. I didn't know her too well, and then I played the video game, and now she's one of my favorite characters. So, that video game is a good advertisement for these Disney Plus shows. That's great. Uh, well, I haven't played anything, because uh, all I can do is uh, just try to take it day by day uh, as a hobo. Yeah, and living out there, stealing pies, leaving s- signs scratched into the fence posts to let the other hobos know what kind of reception they're going to get at the house. For instance, do they have a mean dog? Uh, is the husband a drinker? That kind of thing. That kind of thing. So this is actually location number three for us. Uh, this is so we started out at a hotel, then we went to an Airbnb, and now we've switched to a different Airbnb. And uh, hopefully, we will get to move next week. We'll see. Uh, there's a possibility my family might be moving while I'm at Dragon Con, so that's not great. But it, it's reality, folks. Well, you'll get to Big Rock Candy Mountain eventually. I have no doubt. Uh, I believe it. I believe this to be true as well. Okay, let's talk about some industry news. Um, you put this on here. Horizon Forbidden West has a release date. Yeah, so the PS5 Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, is going to be February 18th, and I am very excited to play this. Horizon Zero Dawn is a game that it took me two tries to get into. The first time I tried it, I was like, there's too many enemies. This is not conducive to my level of skill in video games. And then Jess was like, you're playing it wrong. Don't attack every single enemy. And it's like, it's hard for me not to attack everything. But they're just like wild animals. But because they're robots, your brain tells you that they're enemies and you need to fight them. So you only need to attack some of them. Uh, once I sort of got used to that, I still thought the map was a little crunched together, but it was a really good game. It was really pretty. Really good really good storyline. Uh, great voice acting. And... I'm looking forward to uh, this next one. The uh, The main character, Aloy, is voiced by Ashley Birch, who is Kate Bishop in the Avengers game I'm playing, and one of my favorite video game voice actors. And uh, Lance Reddick was, was a character in the first game as well, who will carry on into the second one, and he's great as well. Sweet. I have been toying around with the idea of getting a next-gen console so that I can play 4K Blu-rays. And also, I want to play uh, Ghost of Tsushima, so it may, it might be, I don't know what to do yet. I don't know, because I just don't know what to do. Well, they're still really hard to get a hold of, so. Yeah. Yeah, and and they're the same price. They haven't dropped in price at all. That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, well, I'll just keep thinking about it. Uh, Let's talk about some new, new video games here. The, uh, The Quake Remaster. We have a trailer for the Quake Remaster. Yeah, Gamescom happened... Uh, or is, is wrapping up currently and so we have a lot of trailers uh, this quake remasters the original quake which i never played to me it looks indistinguishable from doom so i'm sure there's people that if they heard that would be screaming and angry that i compared quake to doom but you know from outside looking in it's doom it's the same thing uh, maybe one came before the other probably doom so quake is just doom <laughs> Quake is just doom. My, you know, I played Quake back in the day. It was pretty scary back in the day. Um, this is basically the same look, but it's like sixty frames a second. I just don't know that this is going to be as fun after all these years because you know, 
first-person shooters have come such a long way that this is pretty rudimentary in comparison. I just don't know. I mean, maybe for nostalgic purposes it'll be okay. I'd, I have no desire to play this, though. No, the same for me. I, I never I missed it when it came out, and I'll miss it when it comes out again. And that's the way it was. Uh, so I guess nobody here cares, but let's talk about uh, another game that looks... Uh, this. Well, this looks dumb. Uh, it's called Neon Beasts. <laughs> this is terrible. The voice acting is bad. It's really hard to see what's actually happening on the screen because there's so much flashing stuff. Yeah, everything about this screams bargain bin. Yeah, this is this is bad. Like this is I don't even know. Yeah. Hey, I'm bargain Ben. <laughs> bargain. Come play my video game. Hey, bargain Ben, where did Neon Beast come from, and how can I get rid of it? Hey, you remember shopping at Walmart back in the day, and they had those those computer games that weren't in a box; they were just in the jewel case. Oh, yeah, and yeah. you didn't recognize the name, and you didn't recognize the developer. That's this. I just remember America McGee's Alice being on the shelf for like eight years. <laughs> I think I remember that too. Uh, so yeah, so this doesn't look good. We're not going to play this, and uh, I wouldn't even bother watching this trailer. I mean, it's kind of who cares? No, it's crummy, and it's not crummy in a fun way. No. All right, so then we have a trailer for Marvel Midnight Suns. This is this kind of struck me as a weird one. This is a turn-based strategy game made by Marvel uh, about the Midnight Suns, who are like the supernatural character team up. So like Ghost Rider, Doctor Strange, Nico Minoru from Runaways was in this trailer. Magic. There's a a custom character that you make that is like the main character, and it plays, I believe, like XCOM and XCOM Two. Why, but Wolverine and Blade are in this. Yeah, Wolverine and Blade are in the the Midnight Suns. I don't. I'm not. I have never even heard of this, to be honest. Oh, with Midnight Suns are the Avengers need supernatural help, so they get a bunch of supernatural dudes like Blade and and Ghost Rider. It's Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider in the comics, from what I know, and uh, Magic from X Men, and and Morbius is in is in Midnight Suns too. And it's sort of like a, like Marvel Knights type thing. Mm, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I the only reason I'm interested in this is it's Marvel and it's turn based, uh, but the style of this is like Marvel mixed with Destiny. Don't you don't you feel like that a little bit? Um, I read a lot of Midnight Suns, so to me this is all Midnight Suns. I don't I don't uh, see okay. any Destiny. Some of the just some of the artistic stuff seemed and like some of the animations just looked very destiny like missy let us know if you thought that as well did this strike you as a destiny like yeah i should say i don't know anything about destiny like i never played okay, destiny. Well. i played destiny once online and adam ellis did all the work <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes i just <laughs> if you, if followed you him around <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it'd be like that uh, all right, so that is... Uh, I may check that out just because it's turn-based. Uh, and then we have a trailer for Lost Judgment. All right, Lost Judgment. This is a Japanese video game version of that Gerard Butler movie, Law-Abiding Citizen, where some guy is in court and he's like, I'm going to bring the system down. And then it goes on and on for seven minutes. Seven minutes guys it seven minutes for a trailer feels like an eternity and then by the end i realized it was a point and click detective game i was like i was like this entire thing is like in-game graphics it's not 
not like cutscene graphics. Like, what is happening? What is this? And then it's like, oh, this is a point and click game. Yeah, this is this is a weird thing. I don't. It, it, are people gonna buy this? Not me. Not me gonna not buy it. This is weird looking. Not me gonna buy this. Not me gonna. Uh, <laughs> not me gonna. Uh, the textures look pretty good in this, but it's still, it's not, like, amazing. Yeah, and I, I could have done without the reveal of the Megadi skull. <laughs> I didn't even see that. I clicked, you told me to click around in that trailer, and that's exactly what I did, so I never saw the Megadi skull. I warned you ahead of time, and, and I, I feel like I made the right call in telling you to click around if you didn't see the Megadi skull. Yeah, I, I just clicked around. So this is, they're going to miss us with this one, faux show. Yep. Uh, so then we have a trailer for Synced Off Planet. Synced, semicolon, or is it colon or semicolon? That's a colon. Synced, colon, Off Planet. This is the most generic first-person shooter sci-fi game ever made. Uh, I agree. Uh, my 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 review of this trailer was meh. I watched this trailer about forty minutes before we recorded. Like so, we're at about fifty minutes now, and and I. I've seen this like less than two hours ago, and I don't remember anything from it. It's all gone from my mind. Looking at this timeline, I watched this 56 minutes ago, and I cannot remember anything. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Uh, it's vanilla. Yeah, this is butter pecan as the flavor of the day. Yeah, the, 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 nobody cares. Uh, if, look, there's some people that made this game, and this is not an indictment of you guys. It's just, just it, it's forgettable. They know. In their hearts, they know. <laughs> In their hearts, they know. So they're we're, they're going to miss us with this one. Yep. Also, this next trailer is going to miss us here. It's Marvel Future Revolution, a mobile game. Yeah. Just so you know, we're not completely mindless Marvel drones. Uh, we don't care about Marvel mobile games. Uh, we don't. I've played one. Have you ever played one nope. before? I barely ever play any mobile games. Okay. I played the the like puzzle quest type of Marvel game. And uh, it's it was not good. You know what was a really good Marvel game? The original Xbox had a cel-shaded Hulk game. And that was the best superhero game I've ever played. I prefer uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. That was a good one, too. It was a comic, the comic book style. It came out after Spider-Man 2. Everybody talks about Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2. No, no, Ultimate Spider-Man. Because you could be Venom. Yeah, and it was so I fun. I had that as well. That was a good one. The Hulk game... Yeah. The, like the environments were like 100% destructible and for oh. for original Xbox and it being cell shaded and being able to like rip any random chunk of wall off was really cool. There was also a really good Wolverine game for the original oh, Xbox. Oh yeah, I, me- I I remember that. And there's a Deadpool game too, but I don't think it was very good. No, the Deadpool game that they made a couple uh, that was probably what 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, that I didn't like. No, that. it was eight to ten years it had nolan north in it just started to play it and it was dumb it was like the kind of dead Uh, it was like dead deadpool cosplayers instead of deadpool the movie uh, (laughs) oh god bane in my existence deadpool cosplayers yeah that's trying trying to be a bunch of nerds trying to be funny and just not it's not landing it's not you're not ryan reynolds nerds hey you're just not and uh god i have some bad memories uh it's just cringe (laughs) yeah just the cringiest memories at con- at uh, cons with those guys. Okay, so uh, Marvel Future Revolution don't care. Uh, then we have oh we have okay we have a gameplay trailer. 
for Vampire the Masquerade colon Blood Hunt. Yeah, so this franchise, this Vampire the Masquerade franchise keeps chugging along. I think, now, I, at the first, th- you put a note here. And your note is that it's tonally, it's very different from the E3 trailer. Right, Is yes. this the same game? Buddy, I almost wondered if it if it was, um, but I remember oh that E three trailer had no gameplay; it was only cinematic, and it, and it had a very a very specific sort of tone to it. And this was completely different tonally. Like it was the van. I think it, it sounded like the vampires talking, maybe, but it was just the animation wasn't all that good. Like especially after that cinematic trailer, like it was like a stark. Are we thinking of a different vampire game? Dude, we might. Let's, okay, we're going to do, we're going to. Is that the one where I said the guy looked like a K-pop Morbius? I I think, I'm trying to think. Let let me, well, what do I mean? What do I even Google? E3 vampire game. Oh, is that Redfall? Redfall. Is that what it is? Yeah. It is a different game. No wonder. There's so there's so many things coming out from Vampire the Masquerade and just similar things that we got confused and combined two of them in our mind. They are they do look kind of similar though, that don't yeah, they? Yeah, Redfall looks better though. Oh yeah, like <laughs> Redfall looks much better. Although I don't think we I saw I don't think we've seen gameplay of it, have we? No, but it's just looks like they cared a little more. When this I made yeah. Jess watch this trailer because she likes vampires and she said they keep making. Vampire the Masquerade games, but they don't make the one I want. <laughs> so what does she want? No, some sort of RPG, I believe. But it ain't this, whatever it is. Is this like a book series or something? What is this? What I think is it was an the online RPG. Okay, I've never even heard of it. It was like some sort of online RPG. We're not video game scholars here, folks. Like you know. I mean. I've been playing video games since I was five years old. Okay, so I've been playing for over 35... How old am I? I don't know. I've been playing for over 30 years. Okay, over 30 years. Yeah, and I don't even know all the video games. If you're a video game player, name every video game. Yeah, yeah, well, you you, you must be a casual gamer then. Must be. Dirty casuals. Can't, you can't even name all the video games? Name all the video games! Uh, one time when I still used to use Twitter back in the day... Uh, my friend Adam Ellis tweeted something about vi- liking video games. And I said, oh, yeah, you like video games? Name everyone. And then he just started tweeting, like, hundreds of, like, copied, like, an, a list of, like, every video game ever. And so he did, like, <laughs> 20 tweets of just, like, hundreds of games, like, maxed out. And it was very funny. <laughs> uh, well, hey, let's talk about an actual video game on here that looks good. Yeah. Shall yeah. we? Um, so we have a trailer here for TMNT Shredder's Revenge, and this looks awesome. This is like a sequel to Turtles in Time. It looks like a side-scroller like Turtles in Time. Uh, I would buy an arcade cabinet of this and keep it in my house and play it standing up, and it would be the best thing ever. Yeah, that that would be so cool. If you had that, I would want to come play it. The The art direction is so good in this. It looks so good. It looks, yeah, it looks like Turtles in Time, like with the 8-bit kind of, six maybe 16-bit at this time. 16-bit. Yeah, 16-bit pixel, pixel art. Yeah. art. And uh, it just looks like Turtles in Time, which is one of the best Super Nintendo games of all time. Uh, also, you can play as April in this one, which is kind of cool. 
Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, why is it like April and Casey Jones in this? And I was like, oh, they're probably saving Casey Jones for DLC. Probably, yeah. But it's really cool that you can be April and she's holding the microphone. Yeah, and you just swing it around and whack him in the face like Homer Simpson. Yeah. God, it looks so fun. I just want to play with this with my friends. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want an actual arcade cabinet with this in it. That would be so cool, dude. And like on the side of it, have like uh, like real people coming out of the sewer, like with April O'Neil, like with the mic. You know, so cool. <laughs> that would be so fun. And they they released a, an arcade of the Simpsons arcade game. Like, that you can have in your house, like, an arcade box. I want that so bad, but it's, like, $800. Ugh. Yeah, that's a bit much for Oof. that game. Yeah, that's a lot. I want to time travel to the to the arcade and arcades in the 90s. That would be a cool time to, to time travel to. Yeah, I went to an arcade in Austin, Texas that had a bunch of cabinets from the 90s, and I played the Simpsons arcade game. That was awesome. That's really uh, that was a fun one, man. That that and the X Men side scrolling. We game. tried to play that one too, but it was so old the screen was all washed out, which wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. Th- that I think that that's kind of like typical is for that game to like be yellowed out or faded or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, sad. Um, okay, so the next trailer we have here is Saints Row reboot. This is a Red Band trailer uh my review of this was meh yeah i'm not a big saints row guy jess played like saints row 3 or something and it was ridiculous uh but i will say of saints row that i find it to be a better satire of grand theft auto than grand theft auto is of the media that it's trying to be a satire of because i feel like grand theft auto is trying to be satirical in the way because if you can tell by listening to the radio stations and stuff that it's all very sarcastic um, but it, 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 people aren't getting the satire from it when they play it, and Saints Row is is more in your face and, and sort of making fun of Grand Theft Auto. In a, I just feel like Saints Row succeeds better than Grand Theft Auto, even if Grand Theft Auto is more popular. I have not played enough of either Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row to know if you're right. Or wrong i assume you're right to me your time can be better spent by playing any of the just cause games than any of these other games oh there's any other many many games that you could play instead <laughs> yeah breath of the wild yeah play that one there's that uh guardians of the galaxy game coming out in october i'm gonna play that one and then i'm gonna play horizon zero dawn yeah that's a good open worlder there for you for you yeah. there Oh, for you there now, don't, don't you, you know? know. Uh, so this is this is if you're a Saints Row fan, you'll probably play this. Yep. Um, okay, so then last trailer we have here <laughs> is uh, Bus Simulator 21. Yeah, I, I thought this would be a nice end cap here. <laughs> so this is literally <laughs> a, a simulation game where you drive a bus and you make a schedule and do a bus schedule. Uh, the it was a Gamescom trailer and and the trailer was. A bus taking people to Gamescom. It was like a Gamescom branded bus. And as I was watching this trailer, I, th- I was thinking to myself, there's literally something for everyone. And then I couldn't help but think of the, the great Charlie Chaplin speech from The Great Dictator. I was like, in this world, there's room for everyone. And the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. <laughs> like, we can have your weird bus simulator game if that's your thing. Or anything. There's something for everybody, and that's the thesis of this game. 
Yeah, this this is one of those instances where truly there is something for everyone. Uh, now, me personally, I look at this and my review of this is after you get home from work, go back to work. Yeah, basically. Not for us, but somewhere, somewhere in this country, there's a dude whose job is something weird and he doesn't like it. But what he really likes is, is city buses. <laughs> and what he wants to do when he gets home is to live out his dream of being a bus driver where none of the people can like talk back or cause problems that need to get the cops involved for, because of or they won't pay or stuff. The people in the video game are paying for their bus rides. and He just wants to chill out and, and have a, a bus drive around the city. <laughs> That's, is that too much to ask for? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Uh, this, um, you know, I wonder, what do you think the Venn diagram is of the people that play Farming Simulator and that will play, that want this game? Yeah, it's this, it's similar. It's a, a desire to do chill menial labor without real world interruptions. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me, but, uh, I, I can see a place for it here in, in this world. It might be cool. It could be cool if it was like um, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and it took like Google Street views, and they like put an algorithm to it, kind of you know. Yeah, you could, and you could dr- drive in your town. Yeah, drive in your town, drive down your street, that sort of thing. But uh, but would, I, I'd rather be in like in a race car. I would want to be in a bus. So like you know, some people must just love the the structure of it. I guess so. I guess so. There's something for everybody. Folks, that's uh, the takeaway yep. here. The good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. <laughs> Indeed it can. All right, folks. Well, that uh, I got nothing else. Nick, you got anything else? No, not a thing. Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I never wanted to be an emperor. That's not my business. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I don't be caring about mobile games. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> Holy cow, I can't remember anything. Well, we're going to watch Armageddon tonight. I can't, and I'm pretty excited.